Thank you so much for joining us today. We would love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment and visit NBCOcala.com stories to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to help support the ministry financially, you can give online or through our mobile giving app. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. And help me welcome our internet family, if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, we're in a series called The Power of Prayer, and I want to give you my subtitle for today. And get a hold of this because I'm going to call upon you to bring this back again throughout the message this morning. But here's my subtitle, Fight to Pray, Pray to Fight. Okay, Fight to Pray, Pray to Fight. Let me explain it and then we'll dive in. We have to, there's some places in prayer that you have to fight to get to. And it's so important that you fight to get there because it's prayer that you need to fight and deal with the things of life. Bob your head if you're halfway here with me on this. And so um, we're going to go to another level in prayer in a, in, a, in a place that I think most people don't get to, but yet they, they're fully invited to come. And so I believe the Lord is going to help us with this this morning. I truly believe the Lord's going to help us today. Amen? Amen. All right. There's a, a, a phrase. I, I've been using it probably 25, 30 years. Um, I'm not exactly sure where I heard it to begin with, but I use it a lot, so... It's mine. And, and here it is. Jesus went from place of prayer to place of prayer. Can we add one more in? To place of prayer with miracles in between. So Jesus went to place of prayer. And you read in the Gospels, sometimes we, we reverse. Uh, we let the foreground slip to the background and we, and we get it mixed up. And we just think that he went around and he did a bunch of powerful things and every now and then he prayed. But if you really view it in the right dimension, you're going to see that he went from a place to prayer to place of prayer to place of prayer. And incredible, powerful, dynamic things happen in between. And if that worked for Jesus, who was breaking into the kingdom of darkness to bring redemption to mankind, can you imagine the resistance? Not just what we see in the natural, but can you imagine the resistance in in the spirit realm. And he came breaking that in. And how he did that was by connecting with God in those places of prayer. If that's the way Jesus did that, I think it's a good model and prescription for us. How many of you would like a little more, some powerful things to happen in your life? And and they're going to happen in between, I believe, those places of prayer. Now, prayer is not us doing works it is, it is something we're invited to participate in that helps us to connect with God's power so that he can help us in this life. So Jesus went from place of prayer to place of prayer and great big things happened in between. I think we also should go from place of prayer to, to place of prayer. Amen. Well, we've been given a, an incredible privilege to pray. We've also been given um, the call to pray. And we find that prayer is a very, very powerful thing once we engage in it. Now let's look in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 and it says let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Some other translations will say let us come boldly to the throne of grace. So let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that here's why we come so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help help us in our time of need. Quick Quick survey real quick. Anybody here like some mercy in your life? 
There you are. Okay. Mercy in our life. How about some grace in our life? Okay. Keep those ideas in mind. We'll come back to them just a moment. We are told that we can come boldly. We're told that we can approach with confidence. Uh, The way it's really worded in that New Testament Greek, it is to come freely, to come with confidence, to come without any sense of inferiority or guilt, and to be able to just come to God's throne of grace and to receive that mercy and and grace that we need. We find in Ephesians 3.12 that through Jesus, what Jesus did, now stay tight with me today, through what Jesus did, we have access and can approach God with freedom and with confidence. In Hebrews chapter 10, we find that Jesus, through his blood, and I'll explain that a little more in a second, through the shedding of his blood, has made for us a new and living way to come in to God's presence, a new and living way. Um, And he did this, I know, He did this through his blood, which means this. There was a great gulf, a great divide, a canyon between us and God because of our sins, because of our failures. Jesus, out of the love of God, built the bridge between God and man. And then through his blood, through what he did, his act of redemption, he built the bridge, the lane back from man to God. So not only could God have access to us, we could have access to God by the blood, which means this, our sins, our failures, our filthiness that would block us from ever approaching a holy God. By the blood of Jesus, he cleanses us from that, and now we can cross the bridge. The toll has been paid. So because of that, we have free access to come to him. And it's free, and he wants us to come confidently and boldly. I I don't think we should come all cheeky and buddy-buddy. This is God we're talking about. But we can come, and we don't have to wait until all, all our attitudes and all our issues are settled. We can just come. And I'm so thankful that we have that access to him. If you're with me so far, say amen on this. So all that being said, there is no reason, no reason that you or I can't come to the presence of God. Let me, let me put it to you this way. You can approach God and pray. Now listen, you, I, I, I can feel the pushback on some. You don't know me, Pastor. I don't need to know you. I know that. So you... You don't know my story, Pastor. I don't need to know your story. It's because of this, because of Jesus, not because of you. It's not because of you, you can't go. It's because of Jesus, you can go. So you can approach God. You can come and pray. Let me tell them. You, you can approach God. You can pray. You, well, you don't know where I was last week. You, especially, (laughs) can approach God. And you can pray. Amen. There's no reason that you can't come. 
Nor is there anything that you can't go to God and receive his grace and mercy to help you with. And so let's, let's break down grace and, or mercy and grace here real quick. Mercy. Mercy. Everybody say it. Mercy. Be grateful for it. And then grace. Grace. Mercy and grace. Here's one way to put it. I, I like this. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. So I like when I, you get mercy from like your mom. You know, I know a lot of moms would say, you wait till your father gets home. My mom didn't wait for nothing, okay? Okay? It's like we are taking care of this now, all right? So, but I loved when I got mercy. I knew what I deserved and got mercy. And then grace then is getting what I don't deserve. It's getting his favor. It's getting his help. It's getting his blessing. I don't, I don't deserve that. I'll tell you what I do deserve, but he said, out of my mercy, you're not getting what you do deserve, and I'm giving you what you don't deserve. Mercy and grace. Mercy takes care of our past. I don't know if any of y'all have a past, but mercy takes care of our past. And what grace does, grace helps us for our future. You say, well, I need help right now. There is no help for you right now. Hear me on this clearly. You can't change this instant. You change what you're about to step into. And what you want to do is step into God's grace and grace that helps in time of need. So take that all together, that we have a privilege to pray. We have a call to pray. We've been invited to pray. Jesus paid the toll so we can cross the bridge and come in freely. Amen. There's no, there's no reason why you or I can't come to God. There's no issue, no problem, no thing that I can bring before him that, that I can't ask for his help, that he won't give me mercy and grace. All of those things, and yet here's the thing that just stumps me. And yet people don't go into his presence. And people don't pray. And, and I'll tell you, part of the reason why is because you've got to fight to get there. And that's why I call this today, fight to pray so that you can pray to fight. Everybody say fight to pray. pray. Say it like you mean it. No wonder your team lost. Come on. Come on. Fight to pray. Have you ever had real fight in you? I've even imagined scenarios. How many of you have kids? Some of you are like... I maybe have kids and you love your kids. Come on. All right. All right. My kids, I've had five kids and I've got my two grandbabies. And I'm going to tell you something. There is, there is nothing I would not do for their well-being. And I'm telling you, if there were three locked doors and the Grand Canyon and I needed to get to them, there's enough fight in me. I don't know how, but I would get there. I would get there. I would eat my way through a door. I would, I would do something to get through. I'm going to get there. And that's fight. You've got to have this kind of fight in you. Are you hearing me? And, and religion, religion has dumbed down the fight in God's children. And we've gotten all quiet and proper and statuesque and everything else. And, and we need to, we need to break out. And I'm not talking about being weird and I'm not talking about fighting other people. Okay. But I'm just talking about that. There needs to be a fight on the inside and you'd better have fight, fight, to pray. There's a place I'm going to show you in prayer that we must fight to get to because there is a fight to get in. The first fight is against ourselves. 
we, in, in our own thinking, in our own sense of I'm unwelcome, I'm unworthy, I'm unable. And we need to fight that first of all. And then also we have an enemy of our soul. And that's why at times it seems like there's this unseen resistance to prayer. Have you ever noticed that? You know, you have good intentions toward prayer and it's just like, I just really, really can't get there. I think there's also sometimes a, a conspiracy of interruptions, seems like. And, and just things that are kind of aligned to keep us out of prayer. And that should be all the more reason once you recognize them that I will not stay out of prayer. I know where I'm going and I'm willing to fight to get there in prayer. Listen to this quote. This is by Samuel Chad, Chadwick. This is, he was a, a minister, a writer, a prayer, a great man of God, uh, close to some 200 years ago. Watch this. The one concern of the devil is to keep the saints from praying. He fears nothing from prayerless studies, prayerless work, prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil, mocks at our wisdom, but trembles when we pray. Trembles when we pray. And so we must fight to pray. And that's why there is a fight to pray. Because he wants to keep you, the same ones I told you, you You can go into the presence of God and you can pray. He's trying to keep you out. He's trying to keep you away from that. We will fight to pray. Amen? Amen. In Ephesians chapter 6, we read an important passage. I'm probably going to do a series uh, on this in the new year, next year. It's close enough to a new year. Can you believe this year is this far gone? Um, In Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor of God. And Paul says this. He says, and, and get these words. He said, be strong. In the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand and resist all the wild schemes, evil devices of the enemy, that you may be able to stand against that. Then he says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. People are not your problem. But we do wrestle against principalities and powers, and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, spiritual darkness. And he says, therefore, because of all of that, take unto you the armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Then he goes and talks about the armor. And at the very end of that passage, he talks about prayer. And this is what I think. I think prayer ties together all of our armor. Everything from our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace to the helmet of salvation. It puts it together. It makes it wearable. It makes it usable. Are you with me? It makes it wearable. It makes it usable. It makes it powerful that we put all of that together. Now, bearing that in mind, look in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. And we finish this passage on the armor And Paul writes, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Now, the New International Version brings out this, praying with all kinds of prayer. So you need to know this. There are different kinds of prayer. There are different levels of prayer. There are different intensities of prayer. And so this is praying with all prayer and supplication. Notice those words, prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Look in in Philippians chapter 6. 
Paul also writes, do not be anxious about anything. How many of you have ever known anybody anxious or you read about it? How many of you have dealt with it? Okay. Anybody anxious over this election? Okay. Hey, I just read this from the American uh, Psychological Association. They just did a study and their numbers are crazy about the amount of stress that United States citizens are feeling over the election. And they gave a little, here's what to do kind of thing. And I, I agree with them. I would add a few things, but I agree with them. First one is this, less media. Less media. There's another one, less talk. Um, my wife's brother, my brother-in-law, he's, he just, he's Mr. Talk Radio and he just, and he loves to, talk political and so she's told him his name's Bobby she said Bobby if you bring up any political anything political it's two dollars <laughs> used to be one dollar and he kept talking so she doubled the price now he doesn't now he doesn't do it less media less talk here's the third one it's a good one go do something good go help somebody go volunteer go do something and the last one is this vote vote that doesn't mean that you're un- uninformed and all those things, but you need to work your way away from the tangle that, that all of this is. And I'm going to be sharing with you a few things in just a couple of weeks. Now, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious about, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by, here it is again, what? Prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's prayer. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a great exchange. What a swap to have this this debilitating anxiety and worry about things and to be able to go in through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and exchange that for a peace, a brand of peace that you should not have because of your circumstances and a brand of peace that guards your heart and guards your mind. That's a, come on, that's a good deal, y'all. See, we don't, we don't believe in good deals because everything that's a good deal on TV, then they have the small print at the very bottom that you can't read. And if you pause it to try to read it, all, the, all your other stuff, you know, is up in front of that. And then, then they go, which the guy is trying to say, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But this is a good deal to be able to exchange. So what's happening here is prayer and supplication. And I want, I want to break these out for you real quick. First one would be prayer. And secondly would be supplication. Now this is the overall word we're talking about is prayer. But again, there are different kinds of prayer. Okay, there are different kinds of prayer. There are different levels and intensities of prayer. Don't make it hard, okay? All of it ties together. God hears and answers prayer. And we have the right to go to him, the privilege to go to him. And there are right ways to approach that. Do not make it hard, but you must be aware that there are different places, if I can say it that way, of, of, in prayer. So we have prayer and supplication. And we saw that that's what happens uh, to help us to overcome the enemy. That's what happens to exchange worry for peace and that is where the place that we need to fight to get to in prayer. So prayer, this word, the Greek word is prosu, and this one is desis. Some of you like that. The rest of you don't even worry about it. 
This is general. This is general prayer. This is specific prayer. Okay? These are specific petitions based upon specific promises of God. General, specific. This is bless my sandwich. Okay? This is uh, we're laying down to sleep now. Lord, protect us and give us good sleep. Thank you. This is we're going to go on a little trip. Lord, thank you for traveling mercy. Those prayers are vital. You need to pray those prayers. Well, that's a whole different level of prayer. Okay? This is a deeper, bigger uh, area of prayer. This is usually kind of brief. Okay? This is kind of brief. This sometimes takes some time. Great. No, but it takes some time. We'll get to that in just a moment. This is kind of regular. You would do this on a regular basis. This is not necessarily regular. This would be when you have a need or when you are led. You'll, you'll be called to this place of prayer sometimes. You'll, you'll have a need sometimes. Some things are actually averted because the Spirit of God would call you to You ever feel like, I just need to go pray? Some of y'all think it means, I, I, I think I need a snack or a nap. You know, and actually it might be a call to pray. This kind of prayer, you know what to say. You know how to pray about this. And it's all vital. But there's another level. And these things, you don't always know how to pray. And the Holy Spirit will help you. And we'll be talking more about that in the weeks to come. But the Holy Spirit will help you in, in this place of prayer. Amen? Amen? So we have prayer and we have supplication. This is, this is jumper cables. This is tow truck. Okay? This is for your car. I need to touch up some spots and wax it. This is body work and repaint the whole thing. Okay? If this were your body, this is, this is maybe some stitches, maybe, and a Band-Aid. This is surgery. Okay? These are different, different places and different levels of prayer. And this place of prayer, this place of prayer, listen, is where you must get. This is where you must fight to pray. Say it again. Fight to pray. There's really not any spiritual resistance because we've already captured the territory to pray over our sandwich. And to pray, we're going to lie down to sleep tonight or we're going to have a safe trip. We've already, for the most part, I hope you have, kind of capture that territory. And you don't have a lot of spiritual resistance on that. But I'm telling you what, you're going to have some resistance here because you have to fight to pray because the prayer you pray in that place will fight these other big areas of your life that we're going to get into in just a moment. Are you still here? Remember we said earlier that Jesus went from place of Place of prayer to place of prayer to place of prayer with miracles in between. This is the place of prayer that he went to. This is where he withdrew from others. He got up early. He stayed up late. Sometimes stayed up all night. He did what it took to to break in the kingdom of God into the kingdom of darkness that was in, in this world. This is a place where most never get to, yet all need to. You must get there. You must fight to pray. Because you need to pray in order to fight. It takes faith. It takes passion. It takes energy. 
And it takes some time. Hear this. We, we say this all the time. Your future is paved in prayer. That happens here. That happens here. And if you're going to pave your future, it, and by that I mean by prayer you pave the path that you're going to walk life in. I, I don't want to walk on a path of life that has not been paved by the work of prayer. You're, you have enough challenges. You have enough opposition. You need to get out and into your future and pave your future by prayer. This is where your future is paved. I would dare say your life will change if you'll get to this place in prayer. I would dare say your life would be much different now had you learned to get to this place earlier in life. Amen? This is also where you find and finish vision. You find this vision that we're talking about. This is not, you know, let's get a little team together and think up some things to do. And come up with some great print work and video work and and let's just do some cool stuff. No, you find this in that place of prayer and you finish it from being in that place of prayer. I don't want to have just us do some things. I am not interested in doing the, in some kind of prayerless vision drive. I want and need the power of God. I'm telling you what, even the provision for the vision is found in this place of prayer. God has it. There's plenty of oil in the house. God owns the thousand hills and the cattle on a thousand he owns the thing we just have to connect with him right are you hearing me so vision is found and vision is finished in in this place of prayer this election that's coming up where are you going to get perspective where are you going to get discernment it's in that place of prayer not by listening to talk radio and talking with your three negative friends it's there's a place that you have to get so you can get a hold of these things Where are you going to get hope and help for your family and for your marriage? What about wisdom and grace for life and for your job and for things going on in your neighborhood? And for your health and for your freedom, where are you going to get the help? Where are you going to get the wisdom? Where do you get the path? Where do you get the touch of God? I would dare say most things that you need to get to would be found by you going through this place. That's why there's a fight to keep you out of there. Some of you, I didn't tell the other services this. Some of you, your husband that you've been looking for. You're not married. Do you you hear what I'm saying? Your husband might be somewhere as you go through that place or your wife. Listen, your healing, your finances, health for your body. The remedy for your home, for your family, your kids that are away from God, situations that are going on in your address and down your street. Where is the answer? Where can I get some power? Where can I get some help? Does heaven even hear? Does heaven even care? I've got to go beyond a place of Lord bless my sandwich. And you have to fight to get there. Everybody say fight. You've got to fight to get into that place. Some of you, addiction and freedom issues. You've been trying for decades to get free. And I'm telling you, you need to fight to get to that place. That's where wisdom, that's where grace, that's where help, that's where supernatural could come. Can I tell you something real quick? My my stepdad, he's 84, I think now. He's about to turn 85. He, He was a chain smoker and an alcoholic. 
And he fought it, 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 and he lied about it, and fought it, and he got born again. And it went away. It just went away. Something supernatural set him, and he was angry and cursed, and I couldn't stand it that my mom and dad split, and she married him. Until God did his work in him. And, made, and, and he didn't go through classes and he didn't go. And God bless you if you go through this. Though we're trying to help everybody get free that we can get free. But I love it also when God would just do something because a man got on his knees and God just came and set him free. And some of you that's out there for you. This kind of prayer brings power. It brings fire. It brings rain. It brings life, it brings healing, it brings answers because it brings God. And you have to fight to get there. So you must fight to pray. And let me describe the fight here. You have to fight through, visually I kind of view it this way, you have to fight through a veil, through a curtain almost. The first curtain is your flesh. It's time to pray, I'm going to go pray, and what do we do? I think I'm hungry. Maybe if I get a snack, I'll pray better. Maybe if you fast, you might pray better. Or I need to, I feel sleepy. I think I want to take a nap. We have all these, these distractions from our, from our flesh. Also our emotions. I'm not really, really feeling like all faithy and prayer-like right now. So we have emotions. Then we have our wandering mind. We have our wandering mind. And you know what you've got to do? You've got to fight through the veil, the curtain of flesh, of your emotions, of your wandering mind. I've been there. I still have to fight this. You, okay, I'm going to pray. You get down to pray, and you start thinking about, <laughs> wonder if this would be cool. <laughs> you know, and you just, you just start messing with stuff. It's, it's like trying to keep a toddler in bed at night. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I've raised five of them. And you put them in bed and there they are again. What do you want? I need a drink. So you get them a drink or you don't get them a drink and then put them back to bed and then they're back out. I got to go potty. Then they're back out again. Did we brush my teeth? And they don't like their teeth brushed, but now they do. And then mine would do this. Could I have a vitamin C? I'm not making any of these up. These are all real deal for my house. Here's another one. I think there's a monster in my closet. And then I had one of them, my middle son, asked ask us one morning, came here, are we going to the circus tomorrow? Can I tell you what it's like? It's like trying to keep a toddler in bed. They just keep, and we're the same way. That's where we have to fight. That's where we have to fight to get through here. Years ago, probably 30-some years ago, there was a pastor, and he was on TV, and he had a big church and everything, and he had this program on how to pray for an hour. And I got it. I bought it. I got all the cassettes. Do you all know what cassettes are? It was cutting-edge technology, okay? I had all the cassettes. I went to several seminars. I watched the dude on TV. I had all the stuff. I said, I am going to be a man of prayer. And I remember going to my office. I was on staff at a church in North Carolina. I remember going into my office. I'm going to pray. I laid out the manual. 
I had the little chart, all the stuff to do, you know, get ready to pray. Here we go. And I look up under kind of the desk there. There's a spider web <laughs> with a spider in it. Twenty-five minutes later, I finally prayed for about eight minutes. <laughs> Listen, you've got to fight. Are y'all hear me? I've, I'm way better now. Okay, I'm way better now. Thank God. Somebody say thank God for that. But listen, this is the place. If you fight through the flesh, fight through your emotions, fight through your wandering mind, fight through to that place, the Holy Spirit will meet you there. Now, he doesn't always make it easy. I think he wants to say, you really want this. I'm waiting for you right here. Fight through. Say it again. Fight. Fight. You got to fight through and get to that place, and the Holy Spirit will meet you there, and the Holy Spirit will help you there. Now, let me tell you what the fight is, okay? We'll go over this quickly, and then we're going to wrap this this morning. You have to fight, first of all, in order to give God some time in prayer. This is the issue. This is the commodity. This is what we don't want to give up. This is what we say, I don't have enough of this. I can't give you this because in 10 minutes my show's coming on. Or it's time for this or that. You're going to have to fight in order to give God time. Here's what time will allow you. Don't miss this. Time will then allow you to focus to focus. It takes a while. Your thoughts have to simmer down. Your soul has to settle. You've got things running through your mind. Your heartbeat is up. Your adrenaline is flowing just from whatever you've been doing. And it takes you a little bit to get still. It takes a little bit for your soul to settle. As you fight through the time, it allows for focus to start to happen. And remember that your heart cannot be in what your mind is not on. And if my mind is on these other things, I can't get my heart in prayer, and prayer is not going to go very far. So my heart cannot be in what my mind is not on. So the battle, the fight is right here to give enough time to allow focus to come. As I focus then, my heart will start to connect with God's heart. It will start, the Spirit of God will start to remind me of the faithfulness and the awesomeness of God and the promises of God. And now I'm at a place, by fighting through time, allowing focus, now I'm at a place that I can release faith. I can release faith, which is required for, fa- for prayer to work. And so fighting through time, allowing focus to settle my soul, I connect my heart with God's heart. The Spirit of God begins to work. I can now release faith. And once faith is released, watch, because in this place of prayer, now answers and power and change comes to that place. Did y'all hear that? Answers and power and change comes. We cannot live. It is not enough for us. Don't cut it out, but it is not enough for us to pray for our food and pray night-night and pray we have a good little trip. There's a whole nother level because you have needs, you have problems, you have enemies, you have situations, you have people you love. And we've got to get to this place of prayer. We've got to get there, and it's a fight to get there. You're willing to fight. There's an unseen pressure, there's resistance against prayer to keep you out of that place. Then we have our undisciplined flesh, our undisciplined mind, and then by human nature, we're impatient. But this is a fight. Start to fight it. Start 
to fight it. And I'll tell you what, you'll never go back from it. And you'll say, well, I don't know if I can do this every day. You might not have to do it every day. But sometimes there may be something that God will call you to stay on for three weeks. And I'm not talking about three weeks solid. There have been times where I've been up half the night. And, and can I tell you how faithful God is? You stay up half the night praying because the, the Lord led you to do it. When you do wake up in the morning, you're refreshed. God is not a debtor to people. Don't be afraid if God wakes you up in the night. I used to. I used to try to, you know, just play possum. <laughs> Lord, I'm so in, asleep. Honestly, I think there are times God wakes you up. He wakes you up. And the first thing I do is not, somebody must have broken the house. No, the first thing, first thing I do is, is just kind of wait. You don't have to say it out loud. It's like, Lord. It's like little Samuel. Lord. And, and you wait for that to, for God to, and, it, and you'll know if you're to pray and to go in, into that place. And it may be in the middle of the afternoon. People take smoke breaks. Why don't you take a prayer break? You know, sometimes you just feel like, I've got to go pray. I've got to get away and go pray. Some, sometimes I have to get away from everything and say, I need to go take a day or two. I just need to pray. And, and you need to. You need to. And you can, but you've got to fight to get there. Listen to this, and I close with this. A pastor from Kenya told the story of the East African revival of over 50 years ago. During that time, people would walk, don't miss this, people would walk a well-worn, well-worn pathways out into the forest where some had built prayer huts, others had tree stumps, others had rocks or limbs that they would go to as a place that they had set aside for prayer in the forest. When believers would start to be less frequent or less committed to prayer, their friends would notice by the condition of their paths and then would gently encourage each other by saying, my friend, the grass grows on your path. Some of you need a bush hog. (laughs) But we have got to get there. We have got to get to that place of prayer. Not always is it a physical place. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a place in prayer that you must fight to get to. You can and you must fight. Your breakthrough is there. Your freedom is there. What God is calling us to do as a church is there. You know, the thing that you've longed for, for your marriage, for your, for your family, for yourself, for your health, for your freedom, to overcome this finally, whatever. I'm telling you, part of it is you have to fight your way and get there to that place of prayer. Fight to pray because then it's through prayer you will be able to fight and handle the things of life. Amen? I'm going to stop right there. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.